welcome to the Silent Why podcast. We're your hosts, Claire and Chris. And as you might know, we're on a mission to find 101 different types of loss and grief to see if it's possible to find good, hope or joy in every kind of loss. Because as we're discovering, there are so many different types. Today is just a short episode to introduce the next three episodes, because although they're very different, they could easily also be grouped into one particular kind of loss. It's not just any loss that they're grouped into. This one is something we often hear referred to as the worst loss or grief any human can face. Loss of a child. Since we started exploring the world of grief, this one particular loss has stood out a few times. We've heard on numerous occasions, loss of a child, that's the worst thing someone can go through. And to be honest, we've mostly heard this from people who haven't been through it. So it was an interesting one for us to explore and to chat to people about because we wanted to know, is it the greatest loss? Even just questioning this when you haven't been through it yourself feels like a brave thing to do. And we can see why it gets categorised as that. But the more people we speak to, the more we realise it might also be a very unhealthy thing to encourage as a fact. We don't need to explain why a loss like this is so tragic. It's out of the natural order not something any parent ever wants to face, and things always feel worse when it involves the young, innocent and vulnerable. It is a special kind of pain that somehow feels more unjust. The loss of not just a life, but the potential of a life, so much not experienced, seen or said, that dies with the child or baby. But the one message we're hearing from people, even those who have lost a child, is that comparing griefs is dangerous and unhelpful. And to have one grief that's the worst, well, that means we have to compare them. And can anyone compare griefs if you haven't been through all of them? Is living with skin that blisters every day and leaves you in constant pain with a short life expectancy comparable to the loss of a child? Is a child growing up with the loss of a parent comparable to the tragedy of a child dying before a parent? If a parent would rather die themselves than let their child die, but the grief is the most painful bit, does that change things around? There are no answers to these questions, but in this podcast we think it's healthy to explore them. There's no one grief that affects everyone the same way. No way of comparing such pain. I've heard people project onto other people who have lost a child. That's the worst thing anyone can go through. And then minimise their own grief of losing a family member because they believe they were in the presence of a worse grief. We've spoken to parents where people have avoided them because they lost a child, terrified of what to say or do. Possibly because they've heard that what they're going through is the worst pain there is. So what could you possibly say when faced with someone going through that? Loss of a child is awful and is a unique grief, like every grief is to the person suffering it. But because of its reputation and gravity, it's also one we wanted to explore with parents. Many parents live in fear of having to go through the death of a child because of the obvious pain. And maybe it adds to it hearing others project it's the worst grief. Opening up conversations around this area helps those who haven't been through it to understand it better and hopefully feel more confident chatting to and drawing alongside those going through it, as well as giving them some context and hope in their own life. So all this to say, when we put out episode 10, Loss of a Young Son with Anna Whiston Donaldson, we were surprised and encouraged by the women who approached us after hearing the episode, wanting to share their story of losing a baby at different stages. And this is why we're putting out this short episode now, to just explain a few things about the next three episodes of The Silent Why. Across our 101 losses, we want to make sure we show the broad range of loss and grief that people face, whether that's a family member or losing a sentimental object. The grieving process takes many forms, and we all go through it to different degrees. 
We're very conscious of focusing too much on any one type of loss, but we're also discovering each type has many different forms within it. And this is especially true when it comes to loss of a human. If you lose your mum at the age of two years old, the grieving journey takes a very different form than if you lost her at 10 years old, or 20 years old, or 60 years old. And so all of these losses are ones that we're keen to share and explore. So when we had three different women contact us on the loss of their babies at different stages, we felt it was important to share these stories, to show the various types of loss like this, and how the grief might be different each time. And rather than spread these episodes out over the next few months, we've decided to put them together. But we didn't want you thinking we're just majoring on one subject, so we thought this week we'd offer this short explainer. The first stage of loss of a child is really the situation that we're in, childlessness, where the child never materialised at all. But there was the dream, the genes, the parenting style, the home, the meal times, the bedroom, the imagination of a child's life all laid out ready. But it was lost because the child never appeared. Then you have the loss of a pregnancy, as you'll hear about in episode 24 next week. Laurie's story doesn't just involve loss of one pregnancy either. And sadly, their attempts didn't result in the children they'd hoped for. It got to be about the fourth year, and it wasn't even just a, a month-to-month roller coaster anymore. It was a day-to-day roller coaster, and because just being too tuned in <laughs> to every little change that's happening, and it just brings you to this pinnacle of this like, okay, now it's like either hope is going to float or we're going to crash. And inevitably for me, every time it crashed. In episode 25 the week after, you'll hear about the loss of a full-term baby as Katie shares her story of going into labour but arriving at the hospital to then be told her child had no heartbeat. Although she met her daughter Poppy, she wasn't alive and sadly it was only Katie and her husband that returned home. I looked up at the midwife and just said, she's dead. You know, it was one of those those incomprehensible moments where no one had prepared us for that or even suggested that it was a possibility. That is where our world came crashing down. Then in episode 26, we chat to Elizabeth, who carried her baby boy knowing that he was unlikely to live long after the birth. And she got just 1,690 precious minutes with her son, John Paul, before saying goodbye. It was a very rainy day when I got the call from the geneticist. Our baby had an 87.7% positive predictive value of having a condition known as trisomy 18. And that was a really, really bad day. Um, But we began that day to process the news that this little boy we loved so much already was not going to have the long life that we longed to share with him. We know there'll be other losses at later stages of a child's life that we'll share in the future. But loss of a baby can so easily be lumped into one category when the experiences, losses and emotions are very different for each situation. And even if you haven't been through this yourself, or don't imagine you'll even have children, we're all likely to meet someone at some stage that might have lost a baby, whether through miscarriage or at a later stage. Hearing these amazing women bravely share their stories will inspire you to know how to help and chat to others facing similar grief. We're finding that even though our guests' losses might be very different from our own, each path is teaching us new ways to handle our own grief and ways to navigate those harder moments. There is so much about grief that we can share and learn from together. Just because someone lost something different doesn't mean their story can't help us in some way. These women have all lost babies that we too have hoped for, and it would be easy for us to avoid these conversations and subjects 
but by engaging in them we're finding new friends, new ways to express and walk through our grief, new perspectives, new appreciation, and people connecting on the same level, even though what we've lost is so different. We hope you'll find these next three episodes as inspiring and motivating as we did. We had some lovely laughs, smiles and special moments chatting to all three women. And as they're all either authors or soon-to-be authors, they have so much wisdom to share, having processed their loss through the art of writing to help others after them. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. We hope that wherever you are and whatever you're going through, our growing Silent Wife family is offering something to help and encourage you. For more about us and our story with childlessness, you can visit the website thesilentwhy.com or check out episode three, where the two of us discuss our loss of fertility. And if you're enjoying these episodes regularly, then please let us know, either by getting in touch by the website or by following us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We post every new episode on there as well as other bits and pieces. And having found my way into Instagram stories three years after the rest of the world, I'm particularly enjoying those at the moment. And even better, if you have a podcast app that allows you to rate podcasts, please give us a rating to help other people find out what we're about. And you can do that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, as well as a few other apps. I couldn't finish this episode without a quote. Today I'm going to finish with some words I saw written by that famous internet author, Unknown. I know there'll be some people that don't agree with the sentiment behind these words, because they could be linked with the your baby's in a better place type remark that does hurt a lot of people, because ultimately parents would just rather their baby was in their arms instead. But I like it, and we're finding out more than ever that words are subjective. Often what hurts one person in their grief can bless another. And who knows, maybe this is the reason we never got to meet our babies. An angel in the book of life wrote down my baby's birth, then whispered as he closed the book, too beautiful for earth. Um.